You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. Man, that movie was excellent. It really was. Totally blew my expectations away. I know, right? Now I really want to tell everyone about it. But I'm not sure how. Yeah. If only there was a podcast dedicated to reviewing films and discussing the latest news and trailers on upcoming films. That would be nice. Yes, for sure. And we can call it The Senegai Show. <laughs> what? No. It will be called Real Movie Critic Unleashed. Uh, no. How about Senegai featuring Real Movie Critic? Uh, how about the Real Movie Critic and his sidekick, the Senegai? CG and RMC. RMC and CG! The Real Movie Critic versus the Senegai. Only at CertainPOV.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You're going down, Critic. Bring it on, guy. Welcome back for another issue of Imagine If. Last week, we told you about watching Justice Society World War II video on demand right now from Warner Brothers Warner, Warner, well, Warner Brothers DC animated films. Uh, one of their newer ones, we, we gave you the story of where those where that movie got the comic books from or what comic books the movie got that, that story from. So we decided we wanted to do a challenge of coming up with our own story in the Marvel universe to mirror that one. Chris, how do you yep, feel about this challenge? It, we got to do it for the other. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> how do you feel about that challenge, Chris? Actually, I liked it. Uh, Cause as we've talked before, like the Marvel golden age is tough. There's not a lot there. Um, Marvel's golden age did way better in the silver age than it did in the original golden age. Um, and it honestly, this is, it gives me a lot more, um, what you would call it, a lot more respect for uh, Roy Thomas because when he got into Marvel and once he started taking up a, a higher position of power, he did a great job of fixing a lot of the plot holes and and giving Marvel something. So I always think it's fun to take some of those characters because there's not a lot of there, so there's a lot of imagination for us to do something. So definitely fun. Yeah, yeah. I had a lot of fun doing the research on this too. Um, so I, I am, I'm interested in see what we came up with, but as always, before we get into our challenge, we're going to do, or we're going to check out what's new on new comic book day on the spinner rack. So what's out on new comic book day, Chris. Okay. So Tuesday is the best day to go to get your DC comics fix. And this Tuesday we will have detective comics, 1037 still trips me out to say those big numbers. But anyways, <laughs> um, if you are a fan of the Helena Bartonelli, uh, Huntress, definitely check out this arc. Uh, and she will be getting her own, uh, Gotham city secret files or Batman secret files. I forget what they're labeling as, but there's definitely going to be a lot of, uh, interest in her. So definitely pick up this arc to see what's going on. Wonder woman issue 773 will be out as well. Continuing her arc as she explores the omniverse, the metaverse. I'm not sure what, but definitely they're going to be looking at that. 
Joker issue four will be out, and this continues on the Jim Gordon hunt for the Joker, uh, the new uh, adventures of Bane's daughter, and also Punchline getting her own part of the story as well. Interesting. Yeah, there's a lot happening in that book. I kind of feel bad for sitting it out. <laughs> uh, let's see. Rorschach number nine will be out, which continues the uh, crazy adventures of who the heck knows what's going on. <laughs> it's beautiful art. Uh, Tom King has definitely weaved quite the uh, mystery, but I do laugh. I was thinking about this book the other night, and I was like, and this is the one that I'm doing some big reviews for, um, and I'm kind of like, I'm. well, it's funny because I feel like I'm the only person who likes this book because a lot of people are like, I don't get it. It's annoying. I'm tired. Why can't it already be done? And it's like, <laughs> I agree. I agree with most people. Like, I do not discount their uh, opinion on it, but I tell you what, like the I don't know. The, the, the detective side of my brain is enjoying this because you have to think your way through this book. Like there is no, you know, the, the, it's, it's not there. Like you have to figure out what's going on. So it's going to be very interesting, uh, 12 issues. So we're almost there. So hang tight fans, but I will admit if it has a crappy ending, that's going to suck. <laughs> oh man. The buildup to a crappy ending is just always bad. Yeah, so Tom, I know you listen to us. Please make sure that ending is amazing. <laughs> uh, let's see. Batman the Detective will be out. So this is Tom Taylor's adventures dealing with Batman. Kind of in a little bit of a future uh, premise, but not too far along the road. So, yes, it's in continuity, but it's continuity that might not have happened just yet. But uh, if you're a fan of Henry Ducard... Uh, definitely check this out because they're going to be bringing him back into uh, Batman's life to see what's happening in that situation. So, yeah, don't confuse Batman Detective Comics with Batman The Detective. Two different books. Yep. Yep, exactly. Uh, then we've got Batman Urban Lecture 4. Uh, so this is kind of a nice book for uh, the side characters in the Batman universe to hang out. So if you want to see what's happening with... Red Hood, Mr. Freeze, Tim Drake. Uh, definitely pick this one up, and there's going to be some adventures there. I am excited to see Chip Zardaski uh, do some stuff with DC characters, so that's always a fun time. Then so, you know, over in the have... Marvel Universe, they have Uatu, right? Yes. Is there an equivalent in the DC Universe? I'd say the Monitor, um, but he gets used and then tossed so it's like it's a great idea but nobody's really taking it to its furthest ability um i know grant morrison was like yeah let me do a whole bunch of monitors um so there is that uh they did pop up a little bit in scott snyder's justice league and then his whole uh death metal so there's been some play there as well so it's it's the idea it's just nobody's really sat down and like made it stick okay yeah uh, let's see. We also have Future State Gotham number two. So if you want to revisit the horrible, bleak future of Gotham City, definitely check it out. If you are a fan of Red Hood, obviously check it out because there's going to be a lot of adventure in that book as well. Um, let's see. Then we also have Justice League Last Ride. So this is a I don't know if they're going to classify it as an Elseworlds, but the idea is a Justice League member has died. Um, I know who it is. I don't know if they've put it out there. Ah, we, we all love spoilers, so I think it's okay. So here's a spoiler. Uh, Martian Manhunter was killed in action 
And wow. that basically had the Justice League separate. Uh, this is really a big, uh, bitter split between uh, uh, Batman and Superman. And so the League needs to come together in order to save the universe. So can they put their differences aside? So uh, it's pretty wild. It's And especially, too, again, Chip Zardaski taking on a Justice League team. So I'm very intrigued in this book. So you're saying, uh, you're saying over there on the Justice League, Batman and Superman are experiencing a schism? Yeah, definitely a schism. Maybe their own little civil war. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, it's interesting. Um, I I kind of laugh at it because again, you know, it, ultimately it comes down to those two guys and what's going on in their case. Um, but it, I, I guess honestly, I guess I'm more excited because Green Lantern is gonna get a quite the bit of action in this. So I'm like, okay. Um, Cause on issue three, we have this kind of campfire scenario. And so there's a lantern that it, it, this looks more like Alan's armor. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. So what's going on with that? Um, then the cover for issue four has how, but it's the old costume because it goes, it's the, the one piece bathing suit instead of the one that cuts off at the belly button. Hmm. So it's like, okay, this is interesting. So like, how far are we going? Or is it just an honest mistake on the artist's part? Um, but I'm, I'm hype. So unfortunately I missed issue one. So I might have to go back. Part of me is just thinking maybe I should wait and, uh, buy the trade, but you know, I want to support. So we'll see what happens. Then we have the big one. Hopefully it's big. I don't know. But Checkmate, number one. That's right. Green Arrow, The Question, uh, Tali Al Ghul, Robin, uh, Mr. King, and a whole bunch of Lois Lane, Manhunter, Superman, Mr. Bones. Uh, all kinds of characters are going to be starting to show off their uh, mysterious detective sides. So we'll get to see what's going on there. Is that who's between... Talia and Manhunter is uh, Robin? Is that who that's supposed to be? No, I would say... So I think the one sitting is actually probably Lois. Oh, okay. Uh, you got Manhunter. I can't really tell who that is. He's just generic enough that... It, I Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, they don't have too much of a, a thing there. But uh, the big draw is Bendis and Mavli are coming together. Uh, it's going to be that gritty... Nor so that could be really exciting, um, but I do laugh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this at you, Mitch. Is Ollie a detective? No, I mean really. Okay, no. all right. I mean you can make. I, just, I had to get it from the store. <laughs> yeah, you can make Ollie Batman all you want, but in in the end, he's not a detective. Like detective work would be done by Black Canary, and he would follow her lead. Like if anything, but yeah, no, he's not a detective. He is he is a brawler through and through like he, he just gets in there does what he believes is the right thing and then gets out yep. all right that's what i figured because i was i was just kind of laughing at some of that i was like wait a second wait a second you can't be telling me now all of a sudden like all these mr because all right so i finally sat down this weekend and read some comics and i have to say for those of you wally west fans pick up the flash like, it's really good. Um, so anyways, the premise is Wally is like, dude, I'm done. I need to retire. 
I'm a liability and even Ollie's in the book, you know, and like, he's being a total jerk. Like he's like, yeah, you know, you're, you're the whole reason why uh, Roy's dead. And so it's like, geez, dude, like give somebody a break, Mr. Perfect, you know? Uh, but anyway, so this results in a situation where, uh, um, Wally is being bounced around time via the speed force. Um, and so it's, it's really fun, but I have to laugh because it's Barry and Mr. Terrific who are like, okay, we got to find him. We got to figure out where he's out next kind of quantum leap. And then for some reason, Ollie's there mm -hmm. and I get it because at the end of this, it's probably going to be like, Ollie's going to forgive Wally for the death of Roy, but it's just so funny because it's like, Hey, you know what? Like Ollie, go raise your children. All right, buddy. Like back <laughs> off a little. <laughs> um, so anyways, yeah, so that'll be, that'll be pretty wild. So Bendis and Mavly fans of those definitely check it out. Um, and then we can see what's going on there. So I, I hope this does well because I know when they first introduced the idea, um, it didn't work out so well. Uh, let's see, moving along though quickly, challenges, challenge of the Super Sons. So if you want to get some more adventures of a young Damien and a young uh, Jonathan, definitely check that out. DC Pride number one will be out, so this will definitely celebrate Pride Month. So DC Comics is getting in on the action as well. American Vampire 1976 issue nine will be out, so if you want to get some of the spooky side, definitely DC is going there. Uh, Batman Scooby-Doo Mysteries number three. So if you want to see the lighter side of Batman and dogs, Definitely check that one out as well. And I believe, yeah, that should mostly take care of what we've got coming out from DC Comics. So then don't forget to return the following Wednesday to your LCS so you can pick up all those Marvel comics. So we have Amazing Spider-Man issue 68, which will continue on with the Chameleon Conspiracy I'm not going to lie. I kind of want to jump back into this. Like I would really, because I love the chameleon. I think he's one of the best villains. I hope someday we get to see him on screen. Uh, that would be fantastic. But just Nick Spencer loves to have all these like spinoff issues that go along with the book. So it's like, yeah, it might be a six part story arc, but there's like 20 half issues <laughs> and you know, and no, no, no Marvel handbook to go along with it, which is the worst part of it. If I'm going to do all this, at least give me a handbook. Right. <laughs> yep. All right. Let's see. X-Men number 21 will be out. This is going to be a huge issue folks, because X-Men number 20 uh, left us with the big phrase Nimrod activated. And that is going to be huge because the whole premise, when house of X started, the story was told in three places, past, present, and future. And in the future, Nimrod is just horrible. Like, he's already a bad character, but he's really taken over. So this is going to be very, very interesting to see what goes on. Plus, this is also Jonathan Hickman's final issue. Uh, he will be leaving X-Men. But I don't think that means he's going to be leaving X-Men Universe. So uh, his, his footprint will still be there. There's definitely a lot of... Uh, artists involved in this one. We have uh, Sarah Pincelli and Nick Dragota as well. Uh, and as we mentioned last week, yes, if you are collecting those variant covers, good luck to you. Because there are <laughs> so, so many. Oh my gosh. I mean, so we're yeah, even yeah. getting uh, uh, magazine cover looking covers. Like, yep, exactly. Yeah. That Rogue Rogue's one with got Hellfire. A, uh, Hellfire magazine and then you could get the virgin art version of it so yeah it's it's nuts 
So yeah, definitely check it out. And of course, it's part of the Hellfire Gala. So if you are collecting all that, definitely go there. Excalibur number 21 will be out, which also takes place during the Hellfire Gala. Do me a uh, favor Spider-Man, real quick. Spider- Do me a favor. Sorry? Count up with me or for me all the different X-Men adjacent books that are active right now. Oh my gosh. All right. You're going to have to, we're going to have to have you keep fingers here. Right. So I'll throw titles at you. Uh, so we got X-Men Excalibur. Okay. Two. X-Force X-Factor. Four. Uh, let me see. I'm going to cheat here. I'm going to see if I can get a, uh, a pull list of all the stories involved. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I mean, is way of X. Okay. Is that a thing that's going yep. right now? Way of X is an X-Men book. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. All right, let's start fresh. I okay. got a better list now. All right. So X-Men. Okay. Marauders. Okay. Excalibur. Okay. X-Force. Okay. New Mutants. All right. Wolverine. All right. Hellions. All right. X-Factor. Okay. Sword. Okay. Way of X. Okay. X-Corp. Okay. And then they do these like planet-sized, giant-sized tie-ins. <laughs> they have been pretty frequent, but even if we don't count that, so where are you at? Uh, we're at 11 right now without counting those. El- yep, 11 books. I mean, that is, I mean, has it, I feel like it hasn't been that many in the past. Is it, how many can you, what's a high number you can think of? Oh, it hasn't been this big. Okay. Like, honestly, because like best I could think of is the nineties. And even then all we had were like, um, most of those books, but we did not have, uh, Hellions. Hellions was like a mini series. Marauders was a team. So that wasn't even like a team worthy enough to get their own book. <laughs> so yeah, that's it's it's yeah, like at the very least Hickman has been like, "Hey, I'm going to make your I'm going to sell some comics, you know." So that has been the uh the, I the mean, biggest contribution. Do we have a a Generation X going on right now? Uh not yet, but actually that since you said that, but then that reminds me that there is the uh Oh gosh, what's their name? The Children of the Atom. So technically, it's an X Men book, but I'm sure there's a twist where it's like, oh, these guys aren't mutants, so you know, will will the X Men be okay with that? You know, like, hey, you're uh, you're using our trademark here, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, say this is been- I'm gonna say it counts. That's twelve. Yep. So there you go. So yeah, we are at least at twelve x related books yeah this is this has been the most like this is so uh they're probably counting on all the x-men fans are like hey i'm not gonna go after that mortgage after all i really (laughs) didn't need a place to live (laughs) but i will say this though props to their uh collected editions because they are doing a um oh gosh i want to say i think it's dawn of x they are doing a, a, a trade paperback series that collects the entire epic in like reading order. So that's pretty cool that they do have that going on. Um, still expensive as heck, but yeah, <laughs> I'm in. So, yep. Yeah. It's, this is like, if you thought X-Men was big, then it mutated. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. Moving along, though, uh, where were we? Okay, so we've got ourselves uh, Strange Academy. So if you want to see some of the magic side of things, Spider-Man, Spider's Shadow number three. So this is a fun one because it's a what if. Uh, and I love the fact that now Marvel is really entertaining the thought of having their one their what ifs be more than just one issue. Uh, in some private chats, 
uh, Chip Zardaski did announce that he's been okayed. Actually, no, I think it was Tom Bevroot or uh, maybe um, CB Sabuski, their editor-in-chief, uh, that announced that there is another one ready to go. So I'm hyped for that. I love it. Bring me more crazy, zany, what-if adventures. Uh, Children of the Atom, number four. But I do not believe this will be part of the Hellfire Gala. So, again, they're the uh, the bastards of the mutant Marvel universe. <laughs> yeah, uh, Iron Man, number nine, will be out as well. Heroes Reborn, number six. Uh, so this issue will definitely be focusing on Power Princess. Oh, and I forgot to mention, and this is a big one. Um, going back to DC for a second, Far Sector, number 12, will be out. So the continuation of the new Green Lantern, Joe, her story is coming to an end. So how will this relate to the current Green Lantern series? I don't know, but I'm excited to find out. Uh, let's see. Conan the Barbarian, issue 22. Uh, Heroes Reborn will continue with some spinoffs. We get Night Gwen. So she'll definitely be following uh, the legacy of Nighthawk. Uh, Nighthawk. And then Heroes Reborn Squadron Savage. So if you want to see more of the uh, street heroes like Punisher and Elektra and what they're going to do in this new oh, world, definitely check that one I out. I thought that meant that they were their Squadron Supreme was going to have a team with Conan on it, just like the Savage Avengers. <laughs> well, well played. There, there could still be hope. Let's see. In the solicit, uh, we do have yep, Elektra and Punisher. Crossbones. That's very interesting. Cloak and then the murder hornet. Ooh, so that'll be a Who's new the murder there. hornet? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. huh. Can't wait to hear about that one. <laughs> right? Who isn't excited for murder hornet? <laughs> um, it's interesting looking at the variant cover. Is she a person with B powers or is it a bunch of hornets that have made themselves into the image of a woman? So <laughs> it's going to uh, be the second one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. The only because what was it? Do you remember uh, Swarm? Yeah. He was a Spider Man villain. Yep. Yeah. So could be following up in that one. Uh, then we have the W.E.B. Web of Spider-Man. So Web is an acronym for I don't know what. Let me see if I can find it is here. This, yes, the Worldwide Engineering Brigade. So this is a tie-in <laughs> to the Disneyland Avengers ca uh, Campus uh, attraction. So now that Avengers ca uh, Campus is being opening is is going to open up at Disneyland. Uh, Web or the Worldwide Engineering Brigade will be a ride that you can go on to. I believe it's like a, it, it it's like one of those interactive rides, or not interactive, but it's one of those rides that's like makes you believe that you're web slinging. Oh, nice! Yeah, so it kind of be like Star Wars the ride yes. type of thing. Yeah, the Star Tours. Yeah, yeah. I think interesting. Yeah. Well, I. I'm hyped for there being more presence of Marvel at Disneyland. Hopefully, uh, one of these years I'll return and, and you know check out all the craziness. Go to the Marvel or Marvel Land or whatever they decide to call it and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> but yep, so that is your spinner rack. Now that is a good spinner rack for both companies. Can't wait to hear more. Hey, uh, speaking of Marvel and Disney, like of the four movies that we're going to be getting here from the MCU for the rest of this year, which one do you think is going to be like the highest grossing? Let me see. Let me see if I've got this correct. We have Black Widow, yep. Spider-Man, No Way Home, correct. Eternals, yep. 
and she, and I'm still I don't know why I can't pronounce this properly. Give me give me his name again. Shang Chi in Legend of the Ten Rings. Shang Shang Shang. Okay. So yeah. Shang. So and then and the order goes it goes Black Widow, Shang Chi, Eternals, then uh, Spider Man No Way Home in December. So uh, I I mean it makes sense to me that Spider Man would probably make the most since it's at the end of the year, furthest away from the pandemic, and then also Spider Man. Yeah, I, I I think that's the way to go. That would be the one to bet the money on because also like we're all going crazy for these rumors, you know. Like no, I hope this, this doesn't play out like WandaVision where we're setting ourselves up for for failure. But I mean, the fact that Alfred Molina has confirmed his casting in the film, um, that alone makes me happy. Like he did a great job as Doc Ock, so. Whether I get Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, I don't care. Like as long as their sh- suits show up, you don't have to take off their mask. I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be an interesting one to see uh, if all those rumors pan out or not. Um, it, we definitely know it's going to be multiverse. It's going to be multiverse heavy. So it, there's that. Um, I I don't know if it was officially Sony or not, but the one of the rumors that was going around was that it's going to be the no way home is going to kick off the sony multiverse and you're going to get more play from that in the sony movies so that's the reason why we get craven the hunter played by uh aaron taylor johnson and morbius and uh eventually a black cat and silver sable and uh what was it night night thrasher or something no was it yeah, well, there was Night Thrasher, but um, it was the one that that um, Spike Lee was possibly going to direct. Oh gosh, was it the kid on the skateboards? No, Rocket was, Racer. No, no, it wasn't that. It was, it was. It looked more like a Spawn-like character when I saw the picture of it, but it's someone I never even heard of. So, oh gosh, I, I think I can picture. But yeah, he was very much like a relic of the '90s. Yeah, exactly. So, <sighs> yeah. So it could be it could be something like that. Yeah, it'll be interesting, but yeah, I think Spidey's definitely going to be the big money. Um Black Widow, I think people will be interested to see what's going to happen. And then obviously we have a new character and then a new team. And that's really going to test this Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like are people excited to gain new characters? Um at least for Eternals, it's been nothing but memes, you know, because it is. It's funny where it's like, well, we've vowed never to interfere in humanity. Well, if you didn't step up during the Infinity Gauntlet, <laughs> what the heck are you stepping up for now? You know, so it's like, all right. But and, and it's tough, too, because knowing the comics behind it, like they've been a hard sell of characters. You know, it's like, well, if if Marvel is relatable because they're the everyman, this is going to be a hard team because these people are perfect gods. So if Superman has a hard time, I can imagine these folks will. But, you know, story and character sell. So hopefully they've got that formula locked down. Yeah. Uh, so the character's name was Night Watch. And yeah, there you go. Spike Lee is no longer attached to direct that movie. I mean, the last thing we heard. Um, I, I think, I think you're right. <laughs> these, uh, it, it's, it's going to see, it's going to be interesting what they, we do with these next four films in the MCU and what that means going forward for, for the MCU. So I, I know I'm super excited for Black Widow, but I'm also a huge Taskmaster fan. So there's that. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, and exactly. Like that's, I, I think that'll get the draw because it's Black Widow. She's an Avenger. Okay, you know, like people will be interested to see. You know, hey, there's the rumor that Robert Downey Jr. is gonna pop in that film. You know, uh, maybe there's ties to the Winter Soldier. You know, so I think that has enough bite to to intrigue people's interest. Um, but yeah, the new groups, that's going to be tough. Yeah. Uh, after that, like what, what are you most excited for after, after those four films? Gosh, you know, honestly, I, I can't remember the slate of films that they've got. So, I mean, then it just comes down to fantastic four and X-Men. Yeah. You know, I just, uh, I got a good, at that point I go big because then I go to what I'm in the comics for, you know, like, yes, Millie, the model is great. And she has a deep history at Marvel, but I'm probably not going to be rushing to go see that film <laughs> until you realize that she's getting that gritty reboot and everybody's going to be there for it. <laughs> I am the model. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get it. Um, the fantastic four and, and X-Men, but fantastic four is the only one that we've actually had any hint at towards you know, in the, yeah. in the MCU at this point. Uh, and as we spoke a couple weeks ago with when Rafa was on, like we got to see the logo uh, be teased at. Uh, what about Blade? Are you interested in Blade? You know, this is where I'm a bad fan. I need to watch the original Blade films. I still haven't watched You've those. never watched them? No, sir. Wow. Like, I, just, I never got into Blade. Um, but I will tell you this, though. I did some learning about the character, at least. Um so his, so he's created by Marv Wolfman, okay? Okay. So he, he's got some history. He's a 70s character. But the whole, like, him being the child of a vampire and a, 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 a mortal, uh -huh. that didn't originally happen until Spider-Man, the animated series. Really? Yeah, so the executive producer, the director, and the writer, because uh, I've been following that group on, uh, oh, I should remember the gentleman's name, uh, but I believe he, he like kind of like what, how Larry Houston was to the X-Men. Uh, there's there's a guy for the Spider-Man series, so I guess maybe showrunner, but I don't know if that was, was the, it, was the it, official title back then. Was it Avi Arad? No, it wasn't Avi. Oh, okay. No, it wasn't him. Um, it was somebody else. Like, this person actually, this is the person who did the work, not, you know, <laughs> threw money and then talked crazy talk. <laughs> but, um, no, but this guy, he was like, yeah, when, when we were, the, when we were talking about bringing Blade, um, he was like, yeah, that origin didn't exist. So we cooked that up to make him better. And it was like, wow, that is so crazy. So the Wesley Snipes Blade is because of Spider-Man, the animated series. Okay. That's interesting because uh, in the movie, um, I honestly don't remember what happened in the animated series as as much as I loved it. In the movie, it's not so much like the love child of a vampire in a in a mortal, but it was the like the the lady was pregnant, and as she was walking down the street, a vampire bites her, turns her, but the but she as she is being turned, she goes into labor. So that's why he's a daywalker or you know best of both worlds best of both worlds yeah well yeah there's definitely there is that you that that part of it but yeah before that though he didn't really have uh his uh power so there you go one of these days man i'm gonna come over with a pizza and we're gonna have to watch that episode of spider-man the animated series and then check out the blade films so okay i'm in that mitch <laughs> i'll hold right before right before uh, the maharshali um movie comes out there we go. I'm excited now. All right. Uh, let's see. I, I cheated and I pulled up the uh, the slate. So actually, there's some good stuff there. Um, 
Thor. You know, Thor's become a good time. So, all right, let's see what kind of comedy antics we've got. Uh, great director, great cast. So I'm, I'm hyped to see that. Um, the Marvels, that's going to be a little bit more interesting now that Monica is part of that universe. So that'll be cool. Um, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. That actually, that is a, that is like right behind Spider-Man 3 for me. Uh, no Way Home. Because you're saying the word multiverse so i'm hyped i'm like okay what what's going to be happening here like how far are you going to go um and i don't know if it constitutes as a mcu movie but i am pretty excited for venom too i might be in the minority on this when it comes to our group but i mean <laughs> i i'm okay with uh woody harrelson being carnage i'm cool with that i mean i'm okay <laughs> with woody harrelson being carnage but that movie I'm sorry. That first movie was just, was just so bad, and I, I'm not looking forward to the second movie. With that trailer that came out of the odd couple that is Venom and, and Eddie Brock, <laughs> I made you pancakes, or I made you waffles. You potato. <laughs> yeah. Uh, See, I like that because... Like I, I'm gonna have to find one of the panels and send it to you because they did have moments in '90s Spider-Man comics where Venom would be sl- like web slinging around and singing. He was a nutcase, you know. So it's like, wow, that's a deep dive. They did something there. I, mean, so I, I really don't. I really don't feel like we should use the '90s comic books as <laughs> as a precedent for anything. <laughs> it was a weird time for comic books. Uh. Oh man, and here I was looking forward to the first uh, holographic film. I thought that was going to be great. Because, <laughs> I mean, DC's doing variant editions, right? You know, the Snyder variant. That's right. You're right. You're absolutely right. Uh, okay. So, yeah, we got we have a lot of things. We have Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. We have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. We have a Wakanda Forever TV series. We don't... Or, no, I'm sorry. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. But then we also have a Wakanda TV series that's going to be coming out. Yes. Uh, rumors are... That Okoye, played by Denai Guerrero, is going to have her own origin story, maybe in a TV series or in a movie at some point, which is going to be interesting. We know we have a She-Hulk TV series. We have uh, a Moon Knight TV series, which a couple weeks ago, Marvel Studios finally like confirmed, which is a thing. Like They don't confirm any actors until like right before filming starts. Yeah. Yeah, so no, that's that's pretty cool. Actually, I, I forgot about that. Hawkeye, I'm I'm pretty stoked for that. Yeah, Hawkeye. Yeah, because case in point, they they didn't um, confirm uh, what's her name, uh, Haley Haley something. I I'm 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 blanking on the actress's name, but she's playing. Uh, Kate Bishop. Kate Bishop, thank you. I'm just sitting over here struggling with names. Uh, See, you're the Hollywood side. I can get the geekiness down, but I can't do Hollywood anymore. I'm so out of touch. So, uh, so we yeah, we have a lot to look forward for in the next phase or the current phase of the MCU, and I'm, I'm just ready for it to kick off because it's been it's been a, it's been a bit it's been a bit it's been a bit of time. Yes, yeah. No, it is it is something that is much needed. <laughs> So before we get into talking about Justice Society World War II or our version of it with Marvel, I, when we were watching this movie, I, I brought up this question to you, and I want I, I want to see if if maybe anybody else out there can come up with an idea, but maybe you had a little bit of time to think about it. The Justice Society of America, you know, it was founded by in the comic books, kind of like put together by FDR. Yes, no, 
Oh yeah, no, they've played with that. Yeah. Okay, so they're this shining example. The you know these these people from America coming together to superpowered beings from America to try and uh, uh, help out during the war effort, right? Um, what would be if you could make a five person that team that was like a branch off of the Justice Society of America? that kind of did their more stealth stuff, the stuff that wasn't going to show up in the newspapers, the stuff that America maybe not could not be connected to. Ooh, okay. Okay, yeah. So, yes, all right. Um, so, yeah, this is the uh, off-the-books team. So, yeah. all right, five people. Okay. So, Plastic Man's got to be there. Ooh. Uh, he is a golden yeah, age dude hero. Was a former right. thief. Yeah, yeah. You know, dude was a former thief. Um, so he's gonna have those ties. Obviously, he's a shapeshifter, so that's huge right there. Um, let's see. Then, and I think just because the character has been played that way, but Robot Man, I would pick the original Robot Man. Um, we saw him in. Um, the golden age. I don't know if you remember when we did that read. Mm-hmm. So he was just like, he was okay with killing and he was just like, I don't care. I'm okay with this. So definitely like, he's like the saber tooth of the team. You know, like he just doesn't care as long as he gets to do craziness. So I put him on that. Um, the person that's going to be the conscience that doesn't want to be there, uh, the golden age blue beetle. So I liked playing with that earlier. So, um, and I would even love like, this is why he became a cop. So at first he's a archeologist, you know, and that's how he finds the beetle. So he gets pulled into this team because he's going to be the magic connection. Um, but I like that. And then eventually once he's, once he's done with his time, like, I guess this feels more like a golden age suicide squad. <laughs> <laughs> the suicide squadron of America. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so yeah, once he's done serving time, he's like, I want no part of this. And he just feels awful. And, you know, he figures, all right, I'll be a cop to kind of atone for what I've done. Um, so what is that? That's three right there. Right. I think I've got three. So now I got to start getting some other characters. Um, Gosh, let's see. So, trying to picture my uh, all-star squadron, that big V lineup, so that way I could get some uh, characters going on that one. So, what about you? Do you got something to buy me sometime? <laughs> Ooh, to buy you some time. Uh, well, I think I wanted to throw. I wanted to throw in, um, which would be weird because. He shouldn't be part of the stealth team, but I want to throw in the Guardian. He's a gar- Golden Age character, right? Yeah, he yeah? is. Okay. So, and there's another one. He's a cop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. You're right. Uh, we got the, we have uh, him. Let's see. Who would have been a good, a, a good, uh, another good character? See, and, and this is my, my, my issues because you're the one that has the more like knowledge of all these type of characters. I don't. What about Phantom Lady? Phantom Lady. I'm trying to picture. I don't. It, can you describe her to me? Cause I'm trying to remember who that could have been. It's so, uh, I believe it's a Charlton character. So it would have been the, I'm also- it's the, the, the basis. Oh, okay. For, yes. Yeah. The one with the very skimpy suit. Yes. yes. The basis for Silk Spectre. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's a good pick because she's definitely like she's cool with, you know, like hey, I'm not gonna worry, I'm just gonna do. All right, I like that. Um, and then 
you would have to throw in a speedster. Who do we have that's a speedster back then? Well, you got your Johnny Quick. So if he's not being used outside of the Flash, uh, you could play with the idea of the Ray since he's as fast as light. So he's a flyer. Okay. All right. I can, you, you, you convinced me. I'm going to go with the Ray. Since, okay. since I would assume, well, no, it would have been Jay Garrick is on the JSA at that time. So yeah. what would Johnny Quick would have been back there too, though? He kind of falls in, so I guess, and this is what's tough, and again, this is Roy Thomas kind of taking all these different universe characters and giving them something, but I think Jesse, I'm sorry, Johnny, Johnny falls more in with the All-Star Squadron. Okay. So that's like the the big team to be like, hey, yeah, since uh, we didn't own these characters at the time, uh, that's because... Are the reason why they weren't on the JSA is because we didn't own them. So, but they were part of the bigger team, the All Star Squadron, <laughs> <laughs> All Star Comics. <laughs> um, let's see, I, you you got you got what you call it in there. You got um, Plastic Man in there. I kind of want to have myself a villain too. Who'd be a good villain to be in there? Oh gosh, who? Who's, um, who's, who's an enemy of the freedom fighters? Oh man, well the Nazis. <laughs> okay, so not that, not that. Then we don't need any Nazis. I think they were just that generic enough that they didn't have. Um... But you know, okay, this could be fun. Take a well. Do you want Doctor Savannah to be Golden Age or not? Because that could be fun to have him be. You know, like, hey, maybe that was some of his like early antics before he got involved in the world of mysticism. Mm, Doctor Savannah. All right, I could I could see that he could be their tech person and eventually just goes his his own way. Yep. And then how about Iron Monroe? Nice. There we go. There's my team team of five. All right, so I, I finished up mine, and I like this because I, I'm gonna, I, I'm stealing, I, I'm, I'm forming you as my audience here. All right? <laughs> I like so it. I, I have my three members. I got Plastic Man, Robot Man, and the Golden Age Blue Beetle. Right. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm gonna put the Tarantula in there. Oh. Uh, cut, you know, picture like a poor man's Spider Man, but with a handgun, and then I'm gonna put Liberty Bell in there. Oh, I like it. Yeah, yeah be- you got so me. That's, yep. So that's how those two get married and they meet but then eventually on kind of like an adventure with either the jsa or the all-star squadron but that's when she sees johnny quick and she's kind of like oh no actually sorry that's that's right because she was married to quick and then she left him for tarantula but then she went back so this is going to be the story of how those two drifted apart and she eventually went to tarantula there we oh go. all right well put those all modern right. age dramas into the golden age dc <laughs> come talk to chris he's got a story <laughs> all right i just thought that'd be a cool little exercise just to get our juices going because now we're going to be going into our big challenge of the week who would be your marvel equivalent for the story of justice society world war ii now as we said last week it was uh the flash of two worlds which was so flash number two two twenty three one twenty three not two twenty three uh another flash book after that one thirty seven one thirty seven and then justice league twenty one and twenty two 
Hey, there you go. I got one. I got, I, re, I have a memory. That's awesome. Uh, so as this is, who, who's your, who's your team? I, I assume you picked the invaders as well. I, I strayed away from the invaders. Oh, okay. I went to, I went with the invaders. So and I, I know when we were, when we were texting about this and I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to push away from that. Just, just to give a little bit of different variety and see, but again, we're probably going to be sharing characters because both teams shared characters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is all because, so it's interesting just to dive a little bit in the history. So in actuality, we get the Justice Society of America, which is a culmination of different comic book companies teaming up that will later on become DC Comics. Um, on the Marvel side of the fence, they started their, they took all their big heroes and they put them on a team called the All Winners Squad. And they had like two or three adventures, nothing big. Um, but, and then the heroes were teaming up anyways. And so later on, and this is when Roy Thomas is a kid, he's reading all this stuff. Then eventually he grows up, he works for Marvel and he's like, okay, Marvel's golden age doesn't have depth. So he creates the invaders and he gives it the story and all this stuff. And so obviously if you read the invaders books of the seventies, you're going to learn about a lot of this. And it actually comes out of a, uh, what if, I think it was like, what if the golden age superheroes had formed a team? And so that's how that creates. Then eventually he goes to work for DC Comics. And I think that's partly why they brought him over. They're like, hey, you know how you did all that Golden Age awesomeness? Can you do that for us? And he's like, sure. So for DC, he creates the All-Star Squadron. And I laugh because is it a play on the fact that it's All-Star Comics and then Squadron to kind of poke back <laughs> at Marvel? You know, so he creates that, which then eventually leads to Infinity Inc. And he did a lot for both Marvel and DC's Golden Age during the Silver and Bronze Age. So one of these years, I hope the companies collect all that stuff. So I would really love to sit down and see what this gentleman did for both universes. Okay, how about you go ahead and go first then? What? Who, how does your all story right. go? All right, buckle your seatbelt, buddy, because it's going to get crazy. <laughs> um, all right, so for my challenge, I am going with the All Winners Squad, okay? So to match lineups um, in the JSA World War II movie, so Steve Trevor is the government liaison, right? Mm -hmm. So I figure, hey, I got to go with Nick Fury. That's exactly who I want it to be. Uh, he's enough in the trenches, but he's also enough of a soldier that he's going to follow through with what the government tells him to do. Um, so I thought that would be great. Then I looked at Black Canary in this film, and I saw that she was a little bit more hard-edged. Um, you know, typically Black Canary, you know, like, and, and she didn't even have powers. Golden Age Black Canary did not have powers. She was just a fighter. Uh, so they do play up that fighter tactic. They give her that, but they also gave her a little bit of a darker persona. Um, and I love the fact that they were kind of playing with, you know, her being attracted to Hawkman. Mm -hmm. So I thought, okay, this would be kind of fun. So I'm going to take the blonde phantom. Um, so she is a member of the uh, all-star squadron. She comes to us from all select comics, number 11 back in fall of 46 uh she has the ability she's a high level athlete skilled hand-to-hand -hand combatant a fine markswoman and an excellent secretary uh, so that's <laughs> the abilities they give her but i thought that would be great i thought she would definitely be a very uh one-to-one -one match of black canary uh so i thought that would be great and plus i like the idea so when i thought about hawkman 
I was like, okay, who's just a fighter? Who's just a crazy person that's going to come to the team with like, you know, like I'm reincarnated and everybody's going to be like, yeah, sure. <laughs> Reincarnation sounds great. Um, so that made me think, okay, well, who was crazy in the invaders? So I'm going to take a little bit of liberty here, but I'm bringing the blazing skull. Ooh. I'm going to make him a member of the all-star squadron. Uh, I just, I love my flaming skulls, I guess. I'm, I'm a big fan of that. So I'm going to have the golden age spirit of vengeance because that's how I'm linking them in. So I'm going to take good old uh, Mark Anthony Todd. And he's got the abilities of superhuman strength, immunity to fire, regenerative healing factor, uh, fire generation projection, uh, the ability to make uh, his um, skin tissue invisible, leaving just the bones. So I thought that would be a good matchup for Hawkman. Uh, and, and I figured that'd be kind of fun, you know, Phantom and a Blazing Skull. Hey, you know, they're kind of the, the darker arcane, ar arcane people. So I thought that'd be fun. Um, my Flash... So in this case, I, I, I changed it up. So I figured I wanted that Silver Age to Golden Age connection, right? So Jay Garrick to Barry Allen. And I was like, okay, who shares that similarity? So I'm going to use the Human Torches. <laughs> so when my movie opens, okay, so it's going to be um, – the Human Torch, as part of the Fantastic Four, they're fighting... Oh, my God. I can't remember the guy's name. Um, he's the one who can, like, shrink you down. Um, oh, shoot. This was this was the one thing I forgot. Uh, ah, just to make it easier, they're fighting Doctor Doom. Okay. <laughs> I can't remember <laughs> my care. They're fighting Doctor Doom, and Daredevil comes along, and he's, you know, he's helping them because, obviously, you know, it's Manhattan, it's New York, they're all together, Hell's Kitchen's just a throwaway. So they're kind of helping to fight the situation. Um, so as they're consulting, and they're like, okay, here's what we need to get done, uh, Doctor Doom is about to, like, vanquish... Um, uh, daredevil he's gonna be like get out of here meddler this is you know i will i will have my vengeance on richards and so as he's about to do that of course daredevil can't really see the energy like he might feel the 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 the, the senses of it but he's not seeing what's happening uh so human torch is like no and he flies and he's the one who gets banished instead so he gets tossed into an era where there was no daredevil but it just so worked out that he gets sent back into world war ii so this is how that connection will happen with Johnny and Jim. So they're there in that moment. Uh, just because the way Doom phrases the spell, like, go to where you don't exist. And, <laughs> but it kind of backfired in the fact of that one. So Johnny Storm still doesn't exist in World War II, so it still holds up. How's that for a uh, no prize? <laughs> Boom. So, anyway, so that'll be my uh, connection there. Um, then I thought for our man, I would have Captain America. You know, both guys are, you know, powers through uh, uh, science. Through science. So I thought that'd be fun. And it actually has me thinking, like, I'd really love to see, like, how could a fight between Captain America and our man hold up? I mean, as long as it goes 61 minutes, Steve's got a chance. <laughs> but... It might not, you know, he might not get the thing there. True. Uh, and then I looked to my last character for Wonder Woman, and I was like, you know what would be great? Miss America. Uh, so then that means Nick Fury's 
got a secret crush on Miss America. Well, why not? If you're a soldier, how could you not love Miss America? There you so go. I thought that'd be fun to play up. So there's my all winner squad with all the characters actually being uh, original all winners except for Fury and Skull. So I figured I'd toss them in. So, yep, Johnny gets thrown back. Um, he's kind of like, okay, you know, what's going on with this situation? Um, and he's kind of like, well, hey, you know, I know who to call for help. Let's go get Namer. So sure enough, they find themselves in the sea. And Namer is going to get hypnotized because I figure I'm going to go one for one in that case with Aquaman being hypnotized. Uh, so who's this advisor? So I thought it would be great. And I had to use this character considering the situation. So I'm going to go with Dr. Faustus. Nice. He's the quote-unquote advisor. Now, he talks to get his psycho psychological manipulation going right so that's how he uses his powers now if you noticed i said we're going to send you back to an era where there was no daredevil well there was no golden age daredevil so i'm going to make a big jump here and i'm going to insert a character so my shakespeare is actually a uh australian pow um by the name of bart Heart. Okay. So I'm going to take both his names, Bill Hill, or sorry, Bart Hill and Bill Hart. So I want Bart Hart. <laughs> I know it sounds ridiculous, but Bill Hill doesn't sound any better. <laughs> so this gentleman, uh, he's just kind of, you know, he's, he's not necessarily... Like, he's helping POWs escape, but he's not doing more. Uh, and not to say that that's not enough. Like, I don't mean any disrespect. But the thing is, it's like he has potential and ability. Um, you know, he's a great hand-to-hand -hand fighter. Uh, he's, I mean, basically, he's Batman. You know, I mean, all, all those characters were Batman back in the day. Uh, so, anyways, I like this idea. And plus, he's going to be the one who can help them. Why? Again, I'm taking a liberty here because I mixed it up. He's actually a mute I'm going to keep him mute, but I'm also giving him deafness uh, because I knew there was a connection. I knew that so far all our daredevils have had some kind of a, a physical affliction to their senses. So I forgot. So he, he's going to have to be deaf in this case. So that way he doesn't fall under the spell of Faustus. Um, so, yeah, I'm bringing the Golden Age Daredevil, the <laughs> Dynamic Devil, the Dynamic Daredevil, whatever you call him. I'm bringing him into the Marvel Universe, uh, which I also find is funny because in this week's new comics, Image Comics, the Ant, they're having that character guest appear there. So I was like, wow, talk about some timing. <laughs> um, but stuff you image, I want to bring. Yep, Lev, Lev Gleason's uh, famous character. And I'm going to give him the new identity, Bart Hart, and he's going to have, uh, uh, you know, he's going to be mute, but he's going to be a very powerful guy. Uh, so Jack Binder and Jack Cole, you guys will be getting some royalty checks, so you're welcome. There you go. Uh, so that's what it's going to do. So we're, we're introducing a Golden Age Daredevil who will be part of this new all-winner squad, and then they just have to break Namer out of his uh, spell there, stomp Dr. Faustus. And things should be good. And then when Johnny Storm goes back to the future, he's got some explaining to do. But <laughs> the twist is he went to a different Marvel Universe. So this way, if we can't actually purchase the Golden Age Daredevil, it was at least borrowing him for one or two issues. There you go. <laughs> just just like, just like uh, in the movie where they had quote-unquote the advisor. They didn't want to give him a, a name. And we, we decided that it was Vandal Savage. Like this will just be... 
that someone will just say, hey, that guy's a daredevil and never like give him an actual name. <laughs> so if we can't get the rights to him, it, it's there. Yep. So that's that's the plan. That's what I want to do. Uh, do some history changing for the uh, Marvel Universe through cartoons, which really isn't unheard of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, I like it. I like your story. I, I mean, I it's it, I think you're gonna laugh at on how close and similar we we got. <laughs> Ooh, this is gonna be exciting. Uh, all right. So my Barry Allen is also Johnny Storm. Nice. <laughs> it's hilarious that we both came up with that one, but I'm guessing it's because of the Human Torch aspect of the story. Exactly. That's the only connection. So while while uh, in modern times. Johnny Storm gets recruited by Nick Fury to help defeat Arnon Zola. Arnon Zola happens to be working on a piece of found, like, Shi'ar tech, some kind of outer space tech. Here, let's just go with Kree. A piece of Kree tech that he doesn't doesn't really understand, but he's messing around with it. After Johnny is about to stop him, an explosion happens. He gets caught up in the explosion, wakes up in uh world war ii london and during the blitz so the invaders come you got union jack human torch miss america spitfire and blazing skull i mean look at that we already have three characters <laughs> <the> same <laughs> uh i so i didn't do like a, a one-to-one uh on the powers and stuff like that but my steve trevor is brian fallsworth so that is the son of the origin, original Union Jack, the friend to the current Union Jack, and the the brother to Spitfire. So instead of having a love connection between my Steve Trevor and my Wonder Woman, my Spitfire is my Wonder Woman, and Brian is her brother, and that's that's where we're going to get that loss. So you have Brian somewhat putting this team together, bankrolling it, sort of, so to speak, and uh, at the end, he has to die just like Steve Trevor dies, right? So, <laughs> right. so that that leaves Johnny having to go back to his family because that's what we know Johnny is all about. Because in the in the movie, Barry Allen goes back to his time and he and he he proposes to Iris, right? So he Johnny's got to go back to his time and be like, Sue, I'm sorry, you guys are my family. I shouldn't have walked out on you and gone and done that mission for <laughs> for Nick Fury. He's a bastard. <laughs> so uh after that point uh that our my aquaman is going to be black bolt i have moved the inhumans to world war ii that's right nice. so, so atlan instead of being on the moon is going to be uh just off of the european shore in the in the atlantic which i i look looking it up apparently there's precedent because they move they move atlan around and at one point it was there so, uh, my advisor obviously has to be Maximus the Mad, uh, his back Black Bolt's b- brother. He does have some type of like mind power, but it's not very good. So I went to my trusty friend Chris and I said, "Hey, what's a thing in the Marvel universe that boosts <laughs> people's powers?" He said, "The Serpent Crown." So yeah, the Serpent Crown is going to be used. It's a, a relic, uh, I would assume, by the Serpent Society. Uh, and they, it, it will use it to boost his power so that he can actually mind control Black Bolt, hypnotize him to do what he wants. 
So my Shakespeare is going to be a young sergeant that all you're going to say, all, all they'll ever say is sergeant. Like, hey, sergeant, get your get your howling commanders over here. And boom, Nick Fury. And that's how uh, um, uh, Johnny is going to be like, wait, this is a different universe because it's going to be the Sam Jackson Nick Fury. Oh, <laughs> like that twist. So there you go. There, there's my story. That that you 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 have a you have your invaders team. You have your Steve Trevor. You have your Aquaman. So you just did uh, the MCU's Golden Age now. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I did. I guess I did. So, but that's how he knows he's in a different universe because his Nick Fury is the David Hasselhoff looking Nick Fury. I guess. <laughs> Uh, I like that. I like that we came up with the the Human Torch connection. Like it, it made the most sense because with both of us having the Human Torch and the the Blazing Skull on the team, uh, I can only imagine someone on the team being like, "Wait, another fire guy? We're not calling him Human Torch, you know?" Because they kept calling uh, Barry Future Boy. So, what would you go with in in this one? Would you go with Future Boy again? I, that'd be the easy one, you know. Like, hey, that's that's the that's the joke. Um, God, because like I, I want to think of something that would just kind of tick Johnny off. Like, you know, maybe uh, they call him the the boy torch. You know, something <laughs> like that. He's like, hey, hey, I'm a kid. All right, I'm not a you know or whatever. Like, I'm not a kid. You know, something that would just kind of like tick him off and push his buttons there <laughs> so it could ask a human tor the the jim hammond human torch is like is this your new toro like kind of thing. Yeah. are you replacing him <laughs> are you replacing toro uh how about matchstick like what if they call them that instead oh, yeah. <laughs> hothead <laughs> hothead i like that i like i like hothead a hothead <laughs> uh all right there you go. There's our stories. I mean, I'm excited to see to hear both of these, to watch both of these. So uh, I, I hope that you were too. If you have a different opinion or you have a different story that you'd love to talk to us about, please come talk to me on Twitter. I am at Mitchipedia GEM. GEM stands for Geek Elite Media. Chris, where can people find you online? So you can definitely find me online at Twitter as well. Uh, my handle is Stuff I Should Say, should being spelled S-H-U-D. Uh, you can definitely check out my writings on geeklyatmedia.com and my comic book reviews over at Adventures in Poor Taste, uh, AIPTcomics.com as well. The rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our website, geeklyatmedia.com. For exclusive material that you can only get if you're one of our patrons, patreon.com slash geeklymedia. And then whatever podcatcher you use to listen to us, please rate and review us. It helps spread the word of our network. But until next time, this is Imagine If on the Geekly Media Network saying always remember to geek out. This concludes our broadcast. Peace.